Hey there and welcome. You are listening to the Parkview Global Podcast. We are so excited for you to join the conversations between our Global Missions hosts and our amazing guests. Don't forget to follow our social media accounts at Parkview Global. Now, enjoy the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Parkview Global Podcast. My name is Bill Carroll, and I am the Global Pastor at Parkview Christian Church right outside of Chicago. I am also uh, joined by Christy Mullen, our Africa Coordinator. Hello, everyone. We want to invite you to follow along with us as we welcome a different one of our global partners every month. Uh, today, we, have, we welcome two really great people to the podcast, Gabby and Carolyn Pena. Uh, Carolyn, also known as KP. Uh, they work with a ministry called Mission Zoom and planted a church in the city of Tamboril in the Dominican Republic. The church's name is El Aposanto, although it sounds much cooler when they say it, you'll see. And this church has one of the coolest target audiences ever but I will let them tell you all about that. Uh, welcome, Gabby and KP. Hi. Good to be here, guys. And super cool. that I mean, big year for you guys. Congratulations on the birth of your first son, Rio. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's awesome. Three months, three months old now, right? Two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. Close enough. <laughs> Fantastic. Awesome. Good. Well, we just can't wait to hear your story and like, so glad to talk to you guys. So let's just go from the beginning. Um, KP, you, you grew up in Tamboril, so tell us about the city and what makes the city so special. Yes, uh, so yeah, we live in Tamboril, um, and what makes the city so special is that, um, you know, right as you go into the city, uh, in the entrance of the main entrance of the city, you'll see a big sign that says, Cigar Capital of the World. Wow. Uh, so that's what makes our city special is because um, out of 100 cigars, about 65, if not more of them, uh, are produced, made here in our town. So hey, wait, wait. So, so out of all the cigars in the world, yeah. 65% of all the cigars in the world come from the city you live in, Tamboril. Exactly, exactly. It's uh, a bunch of crazy. Yeah, a bunch of the big main brands are uh, just concentrated in our town. Uh, the reason behind it is because, uh, you know, cigar making is a generational job. So um, it's, it's just taught, usually it's taught by, you know, your, your parents or, uh, or your grandfather or an uncle. Uh, they teach you how to make a cigar. Um, and you can't really go to school for it, right? Um, and so it's a generational job uh, to make cigars. So that's why it's concentrated uh, here in, in Tamboril. So it's, it's cool. pretty cool. So, about, so Tamboril is about 102,000 people in population. Um, and over 81% of them are somehow involved in the cigar making. So it can 80 be... 80% of, of the population of 100,000 are involved in the factories, uh, the cigar making process. In the cigar making process. Yeah. Wow. It can mean from rolling the cigars to preparing the leaves to packaging the cigars to go, you know, all over the world. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a, let me tell you, it's a pretty cool town to live in. For sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> nice. Yes. And Gabby, we know you're a Parkview girl and you grew up here. Um, then you felt called to go to the DR and tell us a little bit about how you wound up in Tamboril. 
Well, first, I know everybody loves the romance story, but that is not probably uh-huh. <laughs> to the Dominican. <laughs> uh, I've spoken to like a lot of young people, and I know like the word call can kind of be intimidating. You know, you expect like this loud, audible voice from God, and that's not always the case. I honestly, I went to the Dominican with Parkview. That was my first international mission trip, and I thought oh, I'll go to the Dominican first and then I'll end up in Africa. Like that was the mission thing to do. Um, Well, silly me, like God had different plans for me. And so I came and reconnected with Tamboril on that trip also. And I learned about like the country and the people and I couldn't shake like the things that I had heard and the relationships that I met and the thing, my experience, I couldn't shake it from my mind. And so I went back and I prayed some more and I talked to family and friends and um, I came back to the Dominican then for a longer period of time to see like, okay, is this really where I should be? And loved it. It only was a greater affirmation. And um, so then I, I made the move. I finished college and made the move and everything went so smoothly um which just was again affirmation for me like okay this is where i'm meant to be that's awesome yes yeah, so so fast forward then you you guys met and you got married and you do ministry together so tell us the story of the church of el Apacento. so um it, it was a vision of our of us of ours uh, for a long time. Um, and so all we wanted to do was, was just make it simple for people. Uh, just, we wanted to create an environment where people would, uh, uh, just come as they are and, and feel welcome no matter what. And, um, so since the beginning, we wanted to make it in a way that, that wasn't, very churchy, I mean, if you want to say it like that. Uh, we wanted to do it in a way. Um, like we, a living room style. Exactly, like a living room style. So how we kind of like started it um, is that we really fell in love with the early church um, and what it meant to people, you know, what, what that meant to people. Um, and we, you know, we're reading one day uh, uh, Luke 22, 8. Uh, when Jesus sends uh, John and Peter uh, to look for this place, right? Uh, this uh, this room, um, and he tells them, you know, if you enter the city, uh, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters, and say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs. All furnished, make preparations there. So we, we kind of like took it and uh, just try to imagine that room, you know, being furnished and nice. Um, and so we just saw that that room uh, became the, you know, the center for, for the disciples. It became the first church. And that became the place where they, you know, celebrated together, where they mourned together where they cry with each other together, yeah. where they learn from each other, where they, uh, um, you know. 
everything. Everything. It just became the, the, the a refuge for them. So we did it exactly like that. Um, you know, our church looks like a big, huge living room. Um, and people can come and, and we just want re to recreate what the first church looked like with the disciples. That's super cool, too, because after visiting you guys, like your meeting space is on the second floor and it does look like a giant living yeah. room. Yeah, so, so, definitely. So you, you literally will never be able to meet on the first floor of a building ever because it would change the name. Right. <laughs> exactly. We can't. <laughs> so churches in the DR and especially in Tamboril, working with the cigar factories and everything else, it's kind of a complex deal. Because I know when I visited you guys, you talked about, I mean, they... they a lot of churches were asking cigar factory workers to join the church. They had to leave their jobs, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So um, there is a lot of taboos um, in the Protestant church. Um, you know, it's a long story on how we got here. Yeah. Um, there's just basically a lot of misinterpretations of the Bible. Or you know what a Christian should look like, or what a Christian should, should be like. Um, you know, there's already rules being set way before you become a Christian. You know, so people have this perspective already of the Jesus, the Jesus that has been presented to them. Um, and you know, a lot of it has to do with um, our country. You know, it's a Catholic country. Mm -hmm. um, and so people, uh, you know, because we're a Catholic country, Protestants have, have, they have tried to push away themselves as far as they can from the Catholic culture to let people know, oh, no, we're not the same. So that creates a lot of different taboos and rules and uh, um, different things, uh, rules, trying to let people know, oh, no, we're not the same, you know. And so... Uh, like, for example, uh, in a lot of the churches here, you know, you, you've got to dress a certain way. Uh, you can't dance. Uh, you, you have to have your hairstyle um, in a certain way, or you can't drink, or, you know, you can't smoke, you know, stuff like that. And so as soon as somebody thinks about Christians, like Protestants here, they think about those rules immediately. Oh, like that means that if I become one of them, I cannot do any of those, you know? So it, it's it's that mindset more or less that people have here. So you have that environment of a lot of those kind of churches. So what made El Apacento different? So one of the things that we wanted to do was try to change people's mindset when they think about being, you know, when they think, oh, being a Christian, what being a Christian means. Um, uh, we want El Aposento to be, uh, as I said in the beginning, just a, you know, just a come, come as you are. Um, don't, you don't have to meet these certain standards um, to be able to be part of the family of Jesus, right? Good. You don't yeah. have to be, uh, you don't have to become a perfect person, 
before uh, getting baptized. You know, it's a process, right? Um, also, you you also have a life to live, right? You you know, we can't have you in the building five five times a week. Uh, you don't have to. You know, we want you. You we want you that to spend time with your family. We want you to care about your people too, your job, and you know, we just wanted to let people know that having a relationship with Jesus is much more simpler than what has been presented to them before. Good. So you know, that's what we created. Uh, we wanted to let people know it's more chill than what you think. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, having having gotten to visit, like, I mean, so tell us what a gathering looks like now. Because I mean, I know you have you guys drive around and pick up a million kids, and like, to tell us about the, <laughs> tell, tell us about the people that make up El Apasanto now. So um, uh, it's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> um, you know, we wanted to make it. Um, a space where they can be themselves, right? Um, and they can um, also be able to be just free, right? So since we live in the cigar capital of the world, that means that um, people come and sit down and smoke a cigar. Nice. Right? And so how it looks like right now is that, of course, yeah, we pick up a million kids. Gabby picks up a million kids in, in the car. Um and we all just show up. Kids have their room. Um, Traffic laws are not as serious right. here. So we compile it. Nice. Squeeze as many as we can. Right. And so people get there. Uh, you know, as we said, we have a big living room. Uh, and so we just have fellowship time. We talk to each other. We just talk to each other about our weeks. You know, what has been, how is life going? Uh, while a lot of people are smoking cigars, some are not. Um, and after that, we just have a, a, a little, you know, worship time, singing some songs. Um, and then we have what we call just a conversational sermon. I bring out some su- some subject and we just discuss it, you know. Uh, and everybody's allowed to participate. Like if right. they have a comment on it or if they have a question, they right. can chime in. Right. Yeah. So that makes it more like, a, you know, it changes the environment because everybody's just like hanging out in a room talking about a subject. Love it. Um, and after that, we just eat together every time. Love it. Um, we have some kind of small meal together, uh, sharing, you know, we just go back to fellowship and just being with each other and, you know, we don't have an end in time. That's that's the crazy thing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, people sometimes, most of the time, stay with us, uh, hanging out, talking, you know, wishing everybody else a good week, and it's that kind of environment. It's very chill. Very fam, like family, like. Yeah. Like a living room. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. Exactly. Um, yeah. So you mentioned that. Um, People come that all the people that are coming are, you know, um, from the cigar factories. Can you tell us a little bit more about what a day in the life of a cigar factory worker looks like? Yeah. What kind of challenges do they face each day? Yeah. yeah so, um, 
you know, the average family uh, would have both parents uh, work at a cigar factory. Um, so, you know, you could think only sometimes, oh, it's only the man that works in the cigar factory. But no, actually, men and, and, women, men and yeah. women are on it, man. Uh, so, so most of the cigar factories start working at seven in the morning. Uh, so people leave uh, to work in their factories. Um, and they work usually from six or seven in the morning, mostly seven, uh, all the way until four in the afternoon. Uh, making cigars all day long and um, so each each per each pair uh, makes at least at least 500 cigars per day wow so yeah that's what yeah. that's more than what we can smoke in a year across <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you talk about pairs do they work as a team mm -hmm. like do, does each family yeah. work as a so, team yeah so one cigar is made by two people Okay. Uh, because one does the flavoring and the filling and uh, yeah, the, the blend, and the other one does the art, which is make put the wrapper on on make top, it look good. make it look good exactly. So yeah, pairs of two. <laughs> um, so yeah, and so it, the particular thing about a cigar worker, and so they do that five days a week from. Monday to, to Friday. And, and the particular thing about a cigar worker is that they get paid weekly, right? So they get paid every Friday afternoon. So banks are crazy Fridays <laughs> afternoon. Um, the lines are just like wrapped around. Right, wow. right. So I think that, you know, when you talked about, uh, um, Christy, when you talked about challenges, uh, one of the challenges that, that we see often is is financial for them um you know a lot of some some of the workers get paid you know a, a good amount of money and so uh, but most of them don't you know they usually live in the house with five to ten other people in wow house. and you know to be able to maintain and keep up with that it's it's hard by just making cigars uh and the other thing too is that of the challenges that we see is the they get paid weekly, right? So that creates a mindset of, okay, next Friday. What am I going to do next Friday? Um, and so that leaves a gap when it comes to um, uh, administrating their financials, Yeah. right? It, it's harder, you know, because you... Uh, Always thinking in the short and, term, is that what you mean? Exactly, yeah. okay. exactly. What we have seen is that it creates a mentality of what am I gonna do with my money next Friday? It doesn't let you go, you know, you dream. it doesn't let you dream. Wow, right? wow. So yeah. like, they, they don't think about what can I do next month or mm -hmm. next year. How can year. I save a little bit that can help later on, you know? Right, right. So, you know, the ability to dream and, and just become whoever you, you want to become, uh, in, in some cases, they have dreams, but they, they they just can't think ahead like they would like to. You know, so those are some of the social challenges that we see uh, here in Tamboril. Yeah. Um, the, the process of cigar making is, is beautiful. Like, I, I was so fun to walk with you guys. We'll, we'll include some of the pictures from the factories in the show notes so you guys can see what it looks like. Um, oh, sweet. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, 
We love stories, guys. So, so would you both tell us one of your favorite stories of life change that you've seen God do in someone in Tamborill? Yeah. So I'm not going to say her name. Just if you come on a visit and she decides to tell her story, <laughs> great. But um, she's – so there's a woman, this woman that she comes to Al Aposento. But before that, um, she lived kind of a wild lifestyle was you know was in drugs and drinking and partying all night and her her family life was a mess um there's a lot of guilt kind of like how she was with her children and um just in that lifestyle and then she started she felt like she was just as far away from god as she could be and then she started coming to Aposento and like fell in love with it and loved being with like she loves being with people and it's it's crazy because you we could see little by little you know there's days that oh she would show up on a sunday and be hungover or didn't go to sleep and you know but we didn't say anything it's just hi how are you like welcome and then little by little like her relationship with god just grew so profound and now she's become like the peacemaker of the church, like the one that kind of like holds everybody together and makes sure everything is like happy and positive. And, um, and one major thing that she said to Caroline was, you know, because of my lifestyle and like what I do and everything, I felt like I couldn't have a relationship with God. Wow. And so this has, this has just been the greatest thing for me because now I, I can have a relationship with God and I know I can have a relationship with God when I thought it would just never happen for me. And so that's, I mean, that's just the greatest blessing. Love it. it. And it goes back to the journey that you guys talked about earlier of this, the whole process. It's a journey. I have a, I have a friend uh, too, uh, you know, so I grew up coming to a church here in Tamburu and, um, we went to church together. We, he was a musician at the church, and so I was. And so we had, you know, we had this bond. And uh, we didn't keep in touch for a while. And when I came down, to, when I came up to Tamboril to plant the church, to start the process of planting the church, um, we saw each other again uh, at a basketball game. And listen, that was a really special moment. You know, we caught up in life. It was beautiful. Um, well, later on, well, he became one of the advocates for Aposento, yeah. uh, even though it, it didn't exist yet. You know, he knew the idea. He knew what we wanted. Um, and he just became an advocate. Uh, but he wasn't the, you know, he wasn't, his life wasn't perfect. He was struggling with a, a lot of things. Uh, I think one of the biggest one being uh, gambling. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he became part of Aposento. He became uh, an applicant for Aposento and he became one of the leaders of Aposento. And he was still not even like committed to Christ. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this is when we saw like, okay, the Holy Spirit is working on people. Nice. Because he started, he started to work on on his gambling. Uh, you know, I helped him as much as I could, 
uh, until the point that he came to me crying one day and said, like, Kellen, I don't know what has happened to my life, but it has changed since I started coming to Apple Center. Wow. Since I started being part of it. And it's been all little by little. It, it wasn't something that happened like, you know, like overnight. overnight. Uh, and he told me crying with, you know, tears in his eyes. He said, like, I, I want to get baptized. Wow. I want to get baptized. Awesome. Um, and, you know, those stories like that, and, and like Gabby said, he didn't, he didn't have a clue um, that he could be a Christian, you know, because he was, his life was just a mess. Um, he, he, he's a cigar roller. Um, and so in his mindset, he, he, ne he's one of the examples of people that never thought that they could have a relationship with Christ, right. you know? So those stories that just keep, make us keep going and, and they're just beautiful. Love it. They are beautiful. That is so beautiful. And so you guys are on this journey and you were talking earlier about dreaming. Yeah. So what is your what is your dream? What where do you guys see your church going in the future? What are your plans? Yeah. So um, we one of the things that we have really always talked about and kind of like uh, set foot on is that we want we want to be a really organic church. Um, we want to. We want our church, our community, to to grow, um, not because we push it to, but because they want to grow. Um, and so, you know, right now, uh, we have a one of the things that we're doing is that we have a basketball league uh, on Saturdays, Apple Center Basketball League. Uh, it's run by one of our members. Uh, it's totally organic, like it's running by itself. We don't do anything. He, he's passionate about it. He's part of Apple Santo. And they meet at one of the local basketball courts. Yeah. And he shows up every Saturday. The kids walk there and show up on, you know, every Saturday. Right. And so, you know, he's got, he's got 40, 50, 60 kids every Saturday wow. uh, going to play basketball. And I come in and usually, you know, share something uh, about God with them. And uh, it, it all happened just so organically. These kids, most of them, they don't even come to church, but the church is going to them, right? Yeah. So we're going to them. We, we, want it, we want it all to happen like that. We also have a, a, a partnership with a cigar brand that is providing um, eyeglasses yeah. for kids that have disabilities with their eyes. Um, and so through their brand and through Aposento, we came together and we're providing free glasses um, with a doctor, of course, an eye doctor, uh, for them to be able to see better. Um, and so we're looking to, when we see the future, uh, we just want to keep doing stuff like that. Um, these are things that are, you know, they're not, they don't require money yeah. uh, or a lot of money. They don't require um, for us to, like, just be pushing it. They just happen naturally, right? Um, and so, you know, at 
our future, what we want to see is sustainability. Good. We want it to be a, a place in which if we leave, it keeps going, right? It, it continues. Um, that we're not leading everything. Right. People in, you know, that go to Appleton, they, they're leading things in, in their own community. Right. We, we're just here to help and, 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 you know, we're here for people, but we wanted to see, we wanted to, we want to empower the people that we know to do what they want. Good. That's know? beautiful. Uh, Find their own way to okay. serve the city. That's awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. exactly. At the end of the day, it's all about, you know, bringing people back to God. Yeah. Right? Yep. Bringing people to Jesus. Uh, so that's, that's our focus. Love it. Uh, so you guys are, um, you're leading a life on mission for sure. And you're helping other people to get to theirs. What for, but there's people out there that, you know, Gabby, you talked about like the DR being your first trip, you know, there's people that want to go, but they don't know, am I being called? Am I going to hear a loud audible voice? Like what kind of advice would you give people who are out there that are thinking about going, but just don't know what steps to take? What would, what would you offer them? Yeah, I would say, um, you have to have a willingness for sure. Don't overthink it. If you're thinking about going on a mission trip or serving somewhere, you know, international or locally, ask people that maybe already serve, like, hey, what's your experience? Um, always have a willingness to learn. And then um, when serving, don't have a mindset that you're going to save or you're going to fix things. Uh, because you're not, it's not your job. Um, but, you know, and when you do that, then you're going to see that there is going to just be this natural change in you and in the people around you. And it's just going to happen naturally. Um, so just have a willingness, ask questions, you know, be willing to learn and then just jump in because God calls all of us to be on mission somewhere. So just jump in. Love yeah. I love what you guys are doing too, because it is so local and like, you know, not everybody's gonna be the first ones to decide to move to the DR or whatever, but the fact that you, same way you guys are challenging your people, you know, find the area that you love, basketball, um, you know, the place was helping the vision center and stuff, find your local place and find the way, use what God gave you and, and the opportunities God gave you yes, to yes, serve yes. people where, where you're at. I, I love that. Definitely. All right, so, and also mm-hmm. quick quick plug, um, there is a, there is a Parkview uh, go team heading towards the DR in October to work with Gabby and KP. So like yeah, yeah. sign up now um, <laughs> on parkviewchurch.com slash right. global. Right. <laughs> we'll put the links in the, in the show notes. Also um, put the show notes. We'll also put the link to El Aposento's uh, Facebook page. Cause you can watch him do worship. And I, I love watching uh, your worship times online. Um, so the so last thing guys, how can people who are listening Pray for you guys and the church. Well, um, well, we just welcomed us, as you said earlier. So um, with that, we even even before Rio was born, we've always wanted to be an example of just like a Christ centered couple, a Christ centered family to other families and the people here. And so just praying that we are always on that path and can always set an example in that way. And then also because of the taboos of like what a Christian should look like, sometimes, you know, the people that come to Apocento, they're like, oh, well, if I invite my friends and they're going to think that I'm this certain way. 
And so we want to pray that they will just be totally unashamed to share their relationship with Jesus and to share that, like, no, it's, it's a lot simpler. You know, you can have a relationship with Jesus. It doesn't have to look this way. And, um, and then also just direction for like future ministry development and opportunities. Yeah. And, you know, we, we also want to create an impact in the community, not even, not only on the people, but also on other churches, right? Like at the end yeah. of the day, we're one body. Yep. Uh, we're supposed to do the same job, you know? So like we, we pray um, all the time that, people, that other churches uh, will also take their mindset off their head that cigar work workers cannot be Christians, you know? Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day, we want other churches to just, you know, let it go a little bit. And to realize that everybody is welcomed into Absolutely. the family. Yeah, exactly. Everybody. Absolutely. So, you know, that's our, that's, those are our prayers. Yeah. We'll be praying for you. That's awesome. You yes. guys are doing amazing work. We are proud to be partners with you guys. Totally. Totally. Um, so thank you so much for your passion and your time today and just sharing your heart. You guys are doing amazing things. And like Bill said, we're so excited to be part of it. Um, we want to let our listeners know that we'll have, um, all your information and some pictures of you guys and the baby yeah. in the show notes. I, I love Parkview and um, I mean, I am somebody from the States living here. So, and I'm like, I'm always open. Like if anybody has questions, love about that. thank you. Like, love that. So if you want to talk to a real, yeah. a real missionary for free, you can, you can email Gabby. Yeah. <laughs> we'll include Gabby's email yeah. in the show notes. Can ask her questions. <laughs> you want to shout out to your fam family, Gabby, while you're on? Um, my parents are Christina and Mike Tucker. They're awesome. So much fun. Um, you can ask have, them lots of questions, too. And we have good friends. Yeah, we have good friends. K-Dot, Corey, Allison. Yeah, nice. Lots of friends. Lots of friends. So. <laughs> we sure. love nice, them. Nice. We do, too. We <laughs> love you guys. <laughs> Thanks so much, you guys. All right, guys. Thanks so much. We will catch you next next week for another interview with one of our global partners. And thank you so much, Peñas. God bless. Bye.